Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Whale Nerds Podcast. This is episode number 89. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Adam and Caitlin. Isn't it 88? No, it's 89. Hi. Oh, just kidding. Dude, Hi. did you ruin my intro like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what day it is. 88 was last up, week dudes? with Kate Cummings. Oh, true. Hello, friends. What's up? Just out just here watching whales. Actually, no, I'm watching up. hurricanes. The whale tails are up. Get it? Whale tails go up. <laughs> Slater's whale tails are trying to go up because he's trying to catch me in happy whale numbers, but it'll never happen. Wow. Oh, yeah, right, dude. I'm going back into my archives of 2014, 15, 16. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have photos from back then? I thought you lost a hard yeah. drive. Yeah, you're right. I did. No That's way. Sore subject. Sixteen. No yeah. way. <laughs> There's no way Slater has a bunch of photo ID sitting on a hard drive somewhere. The man's can't organize any of his hard drives. Ooh. They're all just willy nilly. There's dang. You this, are Aaron. Sorry, Adam, watching. that I have so much footage that I can't keep you track do. of it. <laughs> Trying to organize his freaking hard drives is impossible. All right. Anyways. We're still on the podcast, in case you guys forgot. Oh, we are? All right. So let's start with sightings. Adam, what did you see over the last seven days? Uh, humpback whales, more humpback whales, and some common dolphins. And also, ooh, today I saw Rizzo's dolphins and common dolphins in a mixed group. And they were nice. playing with each other. And that was super cool. I've actually never seen that interaction before. What are the odds? What are the freaking odds? That, oh, I know. I know. We're going to get to it. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know what I did do last night? You guys know is I went to go film some bottlenose dolphin with my stupid, stupid expensive drone. And dude, Got your memory I, was, card? I was so mad. Okay. So the way that the Inspire works, it has a micro SD card slot and then the huge hard drive SSD card slot. Yeah. And the SSD card, the SSD hard drive is a terabyte and it was freaking 1600 bucks, but it won't write to that hard drive unless there's a micro SD card in the drone. And I'd taken mine out. Why? Like, for like a video cache or something? It, it makes no sense. There's no reason why it shouldn't just go straight to the hard drive. But it has to go through the micro SD card first. And even if the micro SD card is full, it won't freaking record to the hard drive. So I forgot my SD card. So I went out so, there. It was the most it was the most gorgeous sunset ever. And I found a freaking sea otter, which I've never seen down here. Super, super cool. I know that they can be seen here, but it's super rare. And there's a sea otter rare. just sitting there sitting there playing the calf just sitting there and i was like well i'm just gonna watch this for my drone and not record anything so that was my night <laughs> why does it have to that doesn't make sense why does that have to it have makes a card makes no but sense. like what's the point of that huge hard drive i know it's it's because the like the big files the big raw files go to that and then it makes like a smaller um less like, yeah but it's so weird like ssd is definition. the fastest type of hard drive right now I know, but it, for whatever reason, it needs to go to the SD card before the SSD. It makes no sense. It makes me mad. So I just watched it from my drone, and that was cool, I guess. Uh, Did you have a lot yeah. of Rizzo's? 
Yeah, today we had like, uh, well, probably like 100 Rizzos with like, probably like 50 commons. Nice. And it's super cool. I've never, I've never seen the interaction before. And then we had um, nine different humpback whales and the island packer boats are out today. And they had a group of 12 to 15. So there's a nice. bunch of humpbacks. There's a bunch of humpbacks around right now. Just super awesome. Heck cool. yeah, dude. Yeah. How about you guys? What's up? Hit me with it. Caitlin? You want me to go? Uh, we, let's see. When did we last go? Friday through the weekend. Uh, we had lots of humpback whales off and on. It was sort of like a weird transition week where like the whales kind of cleared out of the area they had been for a few days. And so we had to like spread out and search some other areas. And then by like the big, like uh, the middle of the week this week, they were back like in big numbers where they had been. Um, we had like a big rainstorm and stuff and like some windy weather. And we were like, uh, I don't know where they're going to go. Um, but then after the storm, they were all back where they'd been. So that was nice. And then we had a really nice day with uh, lots of Atlantic white-sided dolphins and humpback whales all in one area. And I was able to actually live stream on uh, the Cape Ann Whale Watch Instagram and Facebook because we were so we were close enough to shore on not not today yesterday what was that Thursday and then today we were off because the remnants of Hurricane Ida came through last night and it was blowing like 50 knots of wind this morning so oh yikes yeah did did you guys lose service pretty uh, easily when you leave the coast there well the boat's so fast that even though it's a three to four hour trip like we might be you know 12 to 15 miles offshore Mm. pretty quickly like on Sunday in the morning, we went down Stellwagen Bank and we were like 20 miles from the harbor. Okay. So, I mean, not from land, but, you know, we're south of Boston in like a weird dead spot. And so there's no cell service. It's kind of it's kind of funny how like when you get some wind, it like blows them around. And I feel like it takes them like a couple of days to get back to their little honey hole. Because we have the same thing here. We'll have like consistent whales in this one spot like we go there every day there's a bunch of whales they'll get a bunch of wind it'll blow them around and then they're just not there and then it takes a while to get back there i feel like yeah well and they like the spot they've been this summer like they kind of like the bait can flush out of there pretty quickly so we've all been kind of like surprised how much it's stayed yeah. and saturday we um tried to go out but the sea conditions were too rough we got outside the harbor for like seven minutes and turned around And so then Sunday, because that spot had been drying up over the course of a few days, and then we had that big weather, we didn't feel confident going back there on Sunday. So in the morning, we went down to where all the Boston and Plymouth boats and stuff had been watching whales just because we knew there were whales there. Mm -hmm. And then in the afternoon, we called some boats out of the harbors up north of us. And we're like, well, did you find anything? And they were like, yeah. And so we're like, okay, we'll go back to our spot. It's way closer. It's like half the distance. Mm-hmm. so so we'll see what happens tomorrow <laughs> yeah every day is different yeah every day is different that's what you got to tell people on the boat yep. that's exactly. the thing it's like people are like oh you saw 20 humpback whales yesterday you only saw 11 today like what the heck and it's like every day is different man they're moving well, around but also buddy. like sorry you might <laughs> see 20 humpback whales but you're not going to get up close personal looks at each whale you know like 
they're around, but you're not going to go visit with 20 individual whales necessarily. And so like 11 whales versus 20 whales, like still could be both great trips. Like you could still have phenomenal encounters, even though it was nine less whales, like the quality of your trip could be the same or better. Yeah. It's funny. We've, we've been seeing like a lot of like groups of like five whales and I wonder if they're just bachelor groups just hanging out together or what but it seems like every year kind of we get towards the later end of the season we'll see big groups of just five whales and they're not even doing they're not feeding they're just sitting at yeah the surface, we've had groups like that socializing too. but they're not all males they're like this group of three we come across almost every day is a female and two males we call mm-hmm. it valley and her two boyfriends and at some point during the encounter sword usually like loses his mind for a minute and does like a tail throw or something and then like they all go back to just chilling out but then sometimes there's another female in there and it's different females throughout the season and then sometimes there's like two or three other whales in there you're like what is going on over here but yeah i don't know never know valley's a popular lady this summer i guess Everybody wants to hang out with her. I want to hang out with her. <laughs> All right, Slater, what's up? What do you mean, what's up? Hit us with it. You just got yeah. off the water, literally. Yeah. It was a nice night. Um, well, since we last talked, I guess after you left, Adam, we had we've had a lot of lunch feeding. It kind of slowed. Did we have lunch feeding when you were here? Not much, right, Adam? We were too busy with breaching whales and Rizzo's being tossed in the air. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I think that it was weird. We had like a bunch of south wind, then Adam got here, and then we that lunch meeting kind of slowed down, but we had a lot of oh, we had a lot of breaching through those couple of days. That's yeah. what kind of got us through those couple of days. We had a lot of breaching. And then uh this last week we had like crazy good lunch feeding again for like three or four days in a row. And then um yesterday and the day before we started having south wind again. And all of a sudden, all those whales like just spread out. There was no whales to the south. Um, today, it was like really. It was like our scariest day. We had uh, <laughs> we. I went. I went up. No, yesterday was really scary. Actually, I went to the south side, and there was no whales. And usually, we had whales like within three miles of the harbor every day off the south side of the canyon, and there was none. So then I went um, towards Marina. Like I went like four miles to the south nothing there and I was like, okay I'm scared so I ran to the north and ended up I ended up finding a group of like five whales and then uh lunch feeding whales and we yeah we had lots of humpbacks up towards SoCal all the whales seemed to have moved north and then today we went up to that spot and we only saw four like all the way from home to Moss Landing to SoCal we only saw which is like a 12 mile run um to where we found whales so it took a while Um, But then towards the afternoon, a bunch of whales from the north kind of came across the canyon. Yeah, so there's still lots of whales around. I think there's still like at least 15 or 20 whales, Uh, but it's definitely a lot slower than like three days ago. And you've been seeing a big old dorsal fin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We had had, three days in a row, we had fat fin, um, CA-171B. And then he's with, uh, he's been hanging out with a female, which I guess over the last couple of years, he started hanging out with these two females. He's usually a lone, uh, one of our loner males, but he's been hanging out with these two females. 
And now there's only one female. So they think maybe she might have uh, died or just moved on to another pod, I guess. But mm. yeah, so it's uh, CA169 is the female that he's been hanging out with. And yeah, he was seen three times in a row, three, three days in a row, which is pretty cool. But he's one of the toughest killer whales to watch in the world. Yeah, and Galen, Galen knows that. It's like, you're like, what's up, Fat Finn? And then it's like one mile behind you. And you're like, gosh, dang it. Yeah. Every time you think you every time you think you have him, like we nope. did have him two times in a row. We had him like, you know, we, we tri- you know, paced stayed up. Yeah, we paced him out and then we're like, OK, and then he's behind you Slater. You're six o'clock. It's like, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> he does this thing where, like I call it like his search patterns like spokes on a wheel. And so like he'll always be over a quarter mile in the opposite direction of where he went down. Yeah. Like he's just like doing this weird like uh like search pattern. And then like sometimes he'll come up on the same heading a couple times and his dorsal fin will be kind of wavy and you're like, did he get something? And he's just he, eating it. Does. Like and then he goes back to searching. But like when he's in search mode, he's horrible to watch. Which to be he, fair, like it's his life, right? He, like he's trying to find something to eat. Like it doesn't well, matter you, what you, the hell we're you, doing. You think like he they have he has that search pattern because he's a lone male? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that's because like when we see you know bigs you know in a group together, they're pretty much traveling, 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 and then when they spread out, when they're hunting, they kind of spread out right, but they're still going in like a similar direction. Yeah, I mean he just has like this, this very guy literally, and then very erratic pattern, and it's like eight to eleven minute dives, and you're like, this is brutal. Like, no, and then you're like, all right. Batman, it was nice seeing you. And then you turn and then he'll be like in your way coming with you. And you're like, what the heck, dude? Yeah. That, you're like, we that, just talked about this. I remember that. I remember one night with JJ, we were coming in and it was like, Batman's with us now, like paralleling us. And we're like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Kate had a, he got made a couple of close passes. Yeah. Kate he, the no, he made one real good close pass. Like, like yeah. she was like, dude, his peck fin like went under our boat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's definitely not boat shy, but like when he's in search mode, he does not like he's just going to do his thing. And it's hard to know, like, how long he's going to keep that pattern, like when you're trying to watch him. But I used to hate that, like everybody's like losing their minds, like we have to look at the killer whale. And I'm like, yeah, but he's not he doesn't want us to look at it. I'm trying to watch you watch right now. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Because you know that most of the boats in Monterey have to see the killer whale, right? Yeah. So yeah. So we so Kate found Kate found Fatfin right in front of the harbor, and I missed him because I went to the south side, she went to the north, and so it's just like he was that yeah. way. Yeah. And so we're watching him, and then all of those Monterey boats, like all the princess, you know, Monterey Bay whale yep. watch, and, and all yep. of them are headed this way. Well, they're coming from there, right? So then they pass a group. They're like, we got like five or six or whatever whales here. But none of them stopped to watch those nope. humpbacks because they had nope. to see the yep. killer whale. They had to see well, the killer what? whale. I, I I told the lady on my boat. I said I said this whale is going to be difficult. A lot of boats are going to come try to see him. I was like, let's go. I was like, they sound like they had a lot of whales down there, and nobody's watching them. And we went down there, and sure enough, there was easily ten humpback whales all lunch feeding together. They, wow. Then they split. Then they split up, and they split up into like two little groups of five or like three and seven or whatever it was, but. They split up and oh my God, this, I had a lunch feed, seriously, like 40 feet, like off my bow. And it was like, 
you know, like the swells were pretty big. So it was almost like the sea lions were pushing the bait one way. And the next thing you know, it like went underneath them and out the back. And then a swell like swamped it back down towards me or whatever. And so like, I was like, it, it was awesome. Like the lady nice. on my boat was so happy. That's awesome. Um, That's good. One more sighting I didn't mention was this morning. I, after we saw the, the feeding whales out at SoCo, I continued offshore um, to like 03 where we've been have where we were having blue whales. And I found like a couple hundred Rizzo's dolphins. Um, and I was watching them. They were all super playful. And a lot of times when we have like breaching Rizzo's, like you'll realize when you get closer that like there's white sides kind of messing with them. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of that today, we didn't have any white sides, but we had, um, I only saw like 10 Northern right whale dolphins. Uh, but so we had Northern right whale dolphins, a couple hundred Rizzo's and then out of nowhere, like 10, uh, short peak common dolphins. <laughs> but what was so weird about that is I barely got looks at either of those two. Um, and the Rizzo's kind of continued on and then I left, but then Kate ended up having Northern right dolphins and common dolphins, like bow riding and playing with her for like and miles. Like, and they were That's porpoising. Cool. Yeah. And, and she said that, that really cool porpoising video. I think she said that like the Northern right dolphins were like chasing the common dolphins at one point or something. Like they were hmm. definitely playing or like, I don't know. Interesting. But how bold of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause Not I was like, character. when I first saw them, I'm like, what are like is there sea lions in the middle of these rizzos? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like Every a, time, dude. Which definitely like happens. Lions. And the guy on my boat, I was like, dude, we got all the right whale dolphins. I'm like so pumped. And he's like, what? I'm like, a little tiny black thing that's like barely showing. <laughs> it has no, you know what I mean? Like it's like it has no yeah, dorsal fin. They can be tough, but they looked really good today. You should check out Kate's video. She had an awesome no, she video had she had a great show, but it was like how do you explain to someone like how do you make it so cool when it's like they're just seeing this little sliver and i'm like hey just google it when you get home and you'll know that just they're really google cool it. underwater <laughs> mud skippers yeah. man mud skippers yep oh great sounds like we've all been having killer sightings that's yeah. fall whale watching for you i guess we're not there yet but we're approaching it you really yeah. want it to be fall already just Dude, i want it to be i want the sunsets brother I almost had one tonight, and 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 then Ron I almost had a sunset. <laughs> it was like a sunset for like the first hour. Well, it wasn't even. It's like at two. It was like an hour and a half before even close to sunset. But it was like very. I'll show you some pics. But it was very like sunset lighting and like golden hour. And then I talked to Rod on the radio. I was like, "How's it looking down there?" Because like we're gonna we have good light up here, but if we were gonna lose it. And he goes, "He goes, there's definitely gonna be a sunset on the other side of this fog bank." And I was like, "Damn it." <laughs> And the next thing you know, I just like lost all light, and I was like, "All right, we're gonna go in the water." Like, oh no, my no point to Dude, we, here. Yeah, we've been having sunsets every night, but ah. I'm not in the ocean. I need my Dude, own boat. We need to. I need to bring my boat down there. You should. The sunsets have been awesome. If only you had that. some days How off. Can, why can't we have sunsets? I know. I dude, I'm scheduling. I scheduled some, so you can make it up. <laughs> um. What's it called? Uh, Adam. Yes. Why do you guys get sunsets, but we don't get sunsets? Because the water's warmer. You guys are are all fogged in. So lame. I'm going to heat up our water. I'm going to put a little. The shape of the land near the coastline and the temperature of the water. Yeah, I get it. A whole bunch of science. Uh, We're we're sciencing it right now. Yeah. Well, if you want sunsets, you know where to go. All right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Maui. Put down some days. 
Put some put down some things. Yeah, dude, that was ridiculous. That looks super good. Can you imagine? Why can't we just? I'll pay a thousand dollars to have like a guarantee. <laughs> Who are you gonna pay it to? I don't know, but a the sunset gods. Okay, Adam, would you pay one thousand dollars to have a guarantee breaching like Killer Will or Humpback for like one and a half, one hour straight at sunset, like perfect lighting wherever $1, you? Thousand dollars, probably. What if we could all pitch in like two fifty each? You know, or three, three, <laughs> oh, easily, easily, dude. <laughs> well, I just don't. Who's collecting the money? That's what I don't understand. The sunset gods. <laughs> Poseidon but then also himself. The, the whale gods also have to have a cut Pos- or what? Poseidon himself. <laughs> here, let me renew him up real quick. I got his digits right here. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyways. So uh Whale Nerds weekend, we have 12 spots left. So if you yeah. want to come get in on this awesome fall Monterey Bay action, you can book tickets at thewhalenerds.com. And you can either use the book now button on the homepage or you can do thewhalenerds.com slash trips. You can look at the trip information there and you can book it uh, from that page as well. Uh, but we're pretty excited to get together a cool group of whale enthusiasts, marine life enthusiasts, and uh, we're going to have some cool topics and stuff too. And I don't know if any of you have been listening to the hydrophone. I turned it on a little bit today. And I thought I heard a blue whale. I also heard a lot of boat noise, but I heard humpbacks for sure. But Dude, this Adam, that time of year. Been, that night going, I texted you. Oh, yeah. Slater and I showed I'm in our so stories. I'm so glad Adam was like, awake. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Oh, That's my dude, favorite. I love that. They're like, yeah. Ooh, ooh. You guys want to know a really nerdy thing about Caitlin? Yes, uh, sometimes but... I turn it on to fall asleep too. Dude, so hey, I. I listen to it every single night. Are you I know me? you do. I have AirPods in my freaking belly button when I wake no, up. No, I just play it out loud in my room. Every night. I mean, I don't have to worry about my See, wife saying anything. Yeah, Margo, Margo. <laughs> no, you know what's the worst is literally this happened last night. And that's why Kate went on her big adventure off to sea today is because last night I was listening and I heard click, 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 click. Uh, and I'm like shoving uh, it. I'm shoving it in Margo's ear. I'm like, Margo, it's a sperm whale. And, then, <laughs> and of course, right when I put it in her ear, like, I lost service or something weird happened and I like couldn't get it to play anymore. She's like, like Slater, go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she's actually likes to listen to it when I hand it yeah. to her, but yeah. I couldn't. Uh, You're yeah, too slow so on the draw. The last like three nights in a row, we've been hearing sperm whales. It's just, mm, where dude, are they, Caitlin? Dude, it's so dude they're in. They're hiding. They're in, they're in 800 feet of water in Santa Barbara. There's literally one of the Island Packer boats saw one, I don't know, five miles from shore, just like chilling in eight 800 feet of water i mean there's definitely been one they saw one a couple miles they saw one they they saw one last week dude you know what's funny is i feel like they see them quite often right there because i'm pretty sure lottie has seen them a couple times there it's the weirdest spot like there's there's no bathymetric lines or escarpments or anything it's just like okay there's a sperm whale there and then somebody also said they saw pilot whales i don't know how true that is i doubt that's true I don't know a lot about I've seen pilot whales how to find squid if they're not spawning. You know what I mean? But there's times where like there's some that weird spots sense. in the canyon and like you'll see the Rizzo's feeding. Yeah. And you see something on the depth sounder and you're like, it has to be yeah, squid. Explain, explain me that, Caitlin, if they're not spawning here, because I just talked that I was walking by a boat today and he's like, I run the Saner and he go and he I was like, so you guys aren't catching squid right now. And he's like, there's no squid. And then 
I'm just like, but so why is there thousands of rizzos out front then? They there might not be any op- opalescent squid like market squid, but there's definitely something else. Uh, that's true. Um, you know what I mean? Like they eat such a wide variety of squid. Didn't someone Dude. see like 13 different types of squid in their body? 13 different sized beaks, but that doesn't necessarily that mean uh, that it's 13 okay. different species of squid. It just means 13 different sizes of squid. But it probably does mean quite a few different species. Dude, imagine a freaking Rizzo's jumping out of the water with a freaking Humboldt squid tentacle wrapped around its I mean, head, I feel like, like they probably could take on a Humboldt, a, a small Humboldt. Oh, for sure. Humboldt's are, are big, big though. Rizzo's yeah. are big too, though. Rizzo's are I've had, 12 feet I've, long. I've definitely laid next to Humboldt's that are as big as me. Like yeah, Humboldt, yeah. Especially, but they well, I also, guess I was also 15. When I mean, I did that. you so, also have to think about smaller. being a tooth whale. Maybe they work together. Work together, exactly. Five Rizzos munching on a freaking humble. Dang, oh we gosh. don't know that, huh? Yeah, we don't. We don't know. So we because like to go sperm deep. whales seem to take prey like on their own or in yeah, small groups, but there's not really a lot of evidence for prey sharing. I think mostly just because we don't know how to document it. But like other odonises, like think about killer whales, like they prey share. So yeah, for sure. I don't know. But anyways, hydrophone, listen to it. It's Mumbari Listening Room. The website is. Let's see. I just. It's funny. It. I like how Caleb says. <laughs> Mumbari. Mumbari. It's. I, I just say Mumbari. 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 Whatever. M B A ri.org slash soundscape dash listening dash room i'll put it on the facebook in the comments where i put the other links for the notes for the episode it used to be on youtube but yeah they they like have their own in-house thing now that doesn't have the spectrogram so when you go to the page if you've never been there before uh it looks kind of like it's not there you could miss it Yeah. yeah so it's like four paragraphs and it says live stream and it explains the live stream and then it's just this little play bar that has a zero 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 timestamp and you hit play and that will be the live stream but you like look at it and you're like is this a sample what is this this doesn't make any sense but that's the live stream so and then they also have like like recorded clips from like earthquakes and blue whale sounds and like other stuff so if you want to check out the samples of pre-recorded things you can as well but this is starting to be the time of year where you're going to hear humpback whales feeding but also is transitioning to song pretty soon you can still i thought i heard a blue whale earlier when i clicked on it sea lions yeah they sound like they're gargling it's It's funny that you can really hear the sea lions doing it i I wonder if you're hearing it at the surface it's underwater they do it underwater. no it's underwater We've listened to it with the hydrophone on the boat before, Slater, and yeah, you're like, lost your mind. Funny. Dude, Adam, one time on a boat at sunset, we were really French fried, and this guy was like, had the hydrophone in, and he was recording, putting these headphones on Caitlin and I, and the killer whales were like scary screaming. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, they were so loud. That was the night I, I got my, my sunset photo. With Bart. I remember that. And it was just like, <laughs> the, 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 it seriously sounds like crying. It's like scared. but they were like screaming they were so excited about whatever they were eating they were like literally screaming it was it was they were crazy eating, they've been eating that gray whale all day yeah yeah okay i'll come up with a thousand dollars right now who do i give it to 
<laughs> I thought you said you had Poseidon's phone number. And, He's and your, your drone will automatically lock onto it, breaching at a sunset. <laughs> With a 50 millimeter lens. Ooh, Atlanta. <laughs> Adam's going to cry right now. <laughs> so <clears throat> I've had this news article in the bank for a while about the hydrophone program in Monterey. So it started with like one small setup that they then added. I think it turned into like a three hydrophone array off Smooth Ridge. Now they have like a much better like network through this project called Sanct Sound. So like Sanctuary Sound. And I didn't know where the money had come from, but I guess there's actually a four-year study happening in national marine sanctuaries around the U.S. that's funded in part by NOAA and also for the U.S. Navy. Um, and it started in 2018 and it has money through 2022. And nice. so in addition to providing the live stream to Monterey, Mumbari is also doing a large scale soundscape mapping project of Monterey Bay National Marine Sanctuary. So they're trying to record and understand where sound sources are in time and space in regards to the sanctuary. So like rain and wind noise and vessel traffic and marine life and earthquakes and any other noises that you can hear, seal bombs, all kinds of stuff. And don't you, need, don't you need like three different hydrophones so you can yeah they have like it? they have a lot of coverage now i think okay. the live stream is still just coming from smooth ridge i don't know for sure but guess who we could ask all sorts, they got all sorts of yeah guess who we right could ask guess who we yeah, could ask how are, not, how are we going to talk about this and not have him on the podcast right now Maybe because he's going to be at whale nerds weekend yeah, yeah so if you want to ask him any questions and hear from his lecture and stuff maybe you should book the trip yeah. People. So John Ryan, who is the <laughs> research specialist that is uh, the Soundscape project, is going to be speaking at Whale Nerds Weekend on Friday night. And he's also going to have a graduate student, Will, who's going to be speaking with him. But um, maybe we'll ask him to elaborate a little bit more on the Sanct Sound project. I'm sure he'll probably introduce like the place and the where the hydrophones are and that kind of stuff. But if he doesn't, we can follow up with more questions. But um, the article actually came on my radar because it was talking about like cruise ships had become a before COVID <laughs> cruise ships had become a rising industry in Monterey Bay. And so they're trying to get a handle on like, what does that mean for like impacts in the yeah, Bay? Absolutely. And you can actually hear ships 50 miles offshore inside the Bay. Which if you turn on the hydrophone, a lot of the time you'll hear this low rumble that's just really annoying and it's a cargo ship going by offshore. Um, but cruise ships were only accounting for 1%, less than 1% of all vessel noise in the sanctuary boundary in 2019, even though that was the biggest visitation year from cruise ships to date. So, I mean, they are very loud and they do transmit sound right in the middle of the uh, call range for some of the large baleen whales that use Monterey Bay, but it's really, it's less than 1% of all the vessel noise that's detected in the sanctuary throughout the year. Um, so we'll see what happens in the four years that they do the study. They're just trying to get kind of like baseline information and get a good handle on what the acoustic habitat of the sanctuary is. And then hopefully that can turn into like some management recommendations, or at least have them understand like what's happening out there so yeah listen to the hydrophone it's fun 
It's super fun. It's been going off lately. And don't feel ashamed that you're super nerdy like us because we do it. And we told everyone that listens to this podcast publicly that we do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fall asleep Listen listening to, to Monterey Bay. It's great. Oh, I wonder, they should put night. they should put one they should put one here. I wonder if I mean I know there's some out there. I mean they might make it available. They might have one. I just yeah I bet they probably just don't have it publicly available. Yeah, well I know they have they have the hydrophone set up the whale acoustic buoy for the whale safe project. Yeah. I just don't know if it's readily available. It might be. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so because this is the time of year where you start to hear humpback whales making song-like sounds on the hydrophone, and then by the winter they're all, they are really singing in Monterey Bay, which is a feeding ground. I've pulled up uh, two papers that kind of are related to this. One of them is in Frontiers. Let's see. Let me get the information. Frontiers in Marine Science. It's humpback whale song on a subarctic feeding ground. And this came out in May of this year. And it was a project that took place off the coast of Norway. And they had a hydrophone placed out near a cold water coral reef. And it's, it's it's a place that's above the Arctic Circle. So it's pretty high up there. And they did hear whales singing, even though it's a feeding ground. And they also referenced another study where there have been songs recorded on the feeding grounds in Iceland in the winter as well. So saying that, you know, it's an interesting thing to document, but it's not unique. It has been documented in the North Atlantic before. Their recorder was out for eight months and six of the eight months they heard whale song and 42% of the total days that the hydrophone was recording had whale song on it. The peak was in February, but they noted that in March and April, that's when the song was like performed in its most complete form. So like there was like snippets of song and lots of like parts of song in December, January, February, but March and April, they were like getting through a whole song cycle and that was being recorded. So that was kind of interesting. Imagine sometimes humpbacks just like it pops in their head, like a couple of the words and it's like, (laughs) you know, how like randomly you get a word stuck in your head. Yeah. Or just one line of the song. Yeah. Yeah, They just get like a one liner. And that's why you hear the, (laughs) or Adam's favorite noise. That's how you remember. (laughs) Yeah. um so what they were speculating is that uh based on visual surveys that have not been corroborated with acoustics or like they just didn't have the acoustics to match the visuals is that norway could be a stopover location for whales on migration so it's like one of those places where they get their last meals on their way down or one of the places they get their first meals on their way up and uh whales that are seen in norway use both sides of the atlantic for breeding i don't know what the overlap is but they do have whales from norway go all the way to the west indies so that's the caribbean and then they also have them go to the cape verde islands so but where now who huh let's google it cape verde yeah is, sounds I think like that's spain like way... i've been there you have so... 
Yeah. It's off the coast Back of in Africa. The early 90s. Yeah, exactly. But it's like um It's like the Seychelles. I'm pretty sure it's north of Tenerife. Wait, Let me look. Cabo, Ver- Cabo Verde. Not the Seychelles. Tenerife is it's no, it's way oh, south. Oh, it's south of, of Tenerife. The Canaries, yeah. South of the Canaries. Canaries, so, that's what I meant. It's a, technically it's a little further south. Well, let's see, where's the DR? It's a little bit further south, but pretty close to the same latitude as the Dominican Republic, but what? on the opposite so side of like the Atlantic. Down there, so it's like so. That's like the South Africa humpbacks. No, 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 no. This is like what? North Atlantic. They're not crossing the South equator. Africa, dude. They're up. They're yeah. way up in the north of Africa. You said, yeah. Oh, so, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you have you have humpback whales that use Norway at some point in the year, go down either side of the Atlantic, the east or the west side of the Atlantic for breeding, which is interesting. interesting. Dude, that'd be cool. Which I think that's what basically the entire southern hemisphere looks like, right? They all gather towards the western Antarctic Peninsula and then they just go up every direction from there. Yeah. Adam, how fun would it be to go on a like uh i guess like the splash thing but like go on our own pokemon hunt bro and just so try to get cool. ids everywhere like norway iceland greenland africa you know what i mean like just do them all over so cool maybe Let's someday when global travel is reopened we Sierra can do whale nerd trips everywhere that's definitely gonna happen <laughs> So then they also, in addition to thinking that Norway is a stopover location on migration, they also speculated that the song could be evidence that males are not migrating, but still singing in the same months, regardless of the location they're in. So like maybe some males are choosing just completely to forego migration for some reason but they still will perform song. They're still getting some sort of trigger to perform the song during the months that they normally would. They're just not at those low latitudes. Gotcha. Interesting. I just feel like I've been hearing them singing every night, like the whole summer. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I really don't think they ever stop here. I mean, you and I talked about this yesterday, I think is like, I, especially in Monterey Bay, um, it's a very interesting place because you have whales that are potentially going to one of three breeding grounds and two of them definitely have quite distinct songs from one another. So it's like, which song, which breeding ground song are they singing? Are they singing last year's or are they singing what's going to be this year's? Is it actually complete song? And like, what's the role there? So like, this is a big mixing place for humpback whales on a feeding ground and we're hearing singing often. They're probably yeah, learning so from weird. the other population. So, like, is that a site of like song composition Dude. changes? Is like there's more happening there than anyone's really looking at. Interesting. You know what would be amazing? You know how this Fran and then there's this whale inverse. Have you heard of inverse Caleb? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they they're seen together like I think like every time. Yeah. Okay. Not every time, but they're a lot. They've been seen together over yeah. years, right? Okay. What if like inverse, it's not true, but like, what if inverse was like all the way down the Costa Rican population? Like, so what if there was whales that hung out here, but they go to different breeding grounds? You know oh I mean? yeah. Like they don't. Yeah. Like, like they feed together and group up, but then yeah. 
They just don't go to the same place. Like, well, and how do they freaking find each other, dude? Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah well, Brandon Inverse meet up again the next year. Right. Right. Yeah. Even if they are from the same breeding ground, how do they meet up? Because they don't show up together. They know each other, bro. Yeah. Freaking crazy. They have cell phones. They have. <laughs> I was talking to the guy tonight, dude. Okay, we were watching these whales feed in a group. And then out of nowhere, they just, these, all the sea lions just went to rafting mode and stuck their freaking flippers up mm-hmm. and started thermal regulating. And then I'm like, well, I was like waiting for the humpbacks to come up. Then they pop up like halfway between another bird school. That's like a half mile away. And I'm just like, how, how did you know what's over there? You didn't, no one told me. Well, I'm you. sure they could hear it. Yeah, but how, like, <laughs> you, you're telling me like, well, okay. Over the so, wind, the boat, the waves, the yeah, hair, the ears, yeah. like. I think they when? can. I think they have. I think they have some sort of their yeah, own I, echo location. I think can you hear? Something. Here's a question: At night, when there's traffic, airplanes, and wind, can you still hear the dog in the next building? Yeah, barking. Caitlin just threw you under the bus. <laughs> I don't care what you have to say, Caitlin. They have <laughs> X-ray vision. I think humpbacks can see through the whole bay. At once. I think, I think yeah, it's too. called their hearing. I think, that, I think no, 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 no. I think that little, <laughs> gelat- that little gelatinous thing between their thing can, is an eyeball of the bed. <laughs> they can see whatever they want. You're telling Get me the, the aliens alien, back alien, on here and be like, bro, fingers. your thing is they wrong. They don't just go two miles for no reason. Like, they don't just, like, they don't immediately turn. Like, I, even, I think another thing is, is they, I really don't think they waste time. Even when they're resting, they aim at another yeah. school of bait. Like, like yeah. tonight I saw Ratchet. He left. I'm really getting good at these names lately. <laughs> <laughs> tonight I saw Ratchet and he left the nubbin and he like aimed towards Marina. And I feel like he was aimed that way for a reason. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying they, they can see through the water. There's definitely way like more going their, on. They have their own sort of like echolocation like it's not created by melon you know and, it's, and they're not yeah well and that's it, but they been, have some sort of like i don't believe sound they're whiskers they're making, can feel or like no but that the, even their tubercles the or like baleen whale too. some sort of biosonar has yes, been exactly. speculated before um because they do have still like a very dish shaped like do. forehead and forehead, so like yeah. it may not work through the lower jaw like yeah yeah we're gonna, we're gonna figure it out let's let's figure but, it out <laughs> How are we going to figure it out? I don't know. How do you Adam, test that? Adam. First, step one, train a humpback whale <laughs> to speak a language you understand. No, then step you gotta, two, you gotta... ask it all the questions you want answered. Always do an x-ray of their head. Has anyone thought to put one in an MRI machine? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, need a pretty big Imagine machine. they have little <laughs> tiny bats that fly around their big heads and they echolocate for wait, them. Wait, wait, <laughs> now they're recruiting other mammals? Oh, wait, oh, I'm confused. <laughs> um, Symbiotic the, relationships. The other thing I would say is what I, I really someday when I'm not so busy, which I don't know when that's going to be, is I would really like to do a mini episode about the properties of sound in water because it's so much different than air air. it's faster it's louder it different wavelengths attenuate differently temperature and salinity have things to do with it like it's like a whole different world literally and like we are not adapted to here in water at all so like us trying to explain it is like 
a whole lot of science right there. Yeah, like we just like we don't get it. So like we can't we don't have the right words to describe it because like we can't do it. Yeah. So they have like gills in their ears. I don't they got all kinds of stuff going on (laughs) in their ears, but I don't think they have gills in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's something going on, dude, because like I agree, like it's just like how do they and everything I, I mean, know. everything goes through the ears, right? I mean, regardless of whether you're tooth whale or baleen whale, because like you could have really good eyesight, but especially in Monterey, it's it doesn't matter. Out. You can't see through the plankton. It was brown yeah. today. like Yeah. So like that means your hearing takes over for a lot of it. That's why I don't get it. How are they feeding at night? I think they can hear it. They can feel like, it. You're telling me right now when I lost all light and they lost all light underwater, definitely. Mm-hmm. How are they still lunge feeding at the surface? Because they know where the fish are. Yeah, well, they. How are they not eat? How are they not snacking? You know, it would be interesting. I just thought of this. What would be interesting, and I have no idea how you would record it, is do they still use bubbles at night? Or is it because there's no light, the bubbles are not a good tool against the fish? Mm. I don't know. I did. I did see bubbles tonight, but it was more so when they were like lunging that they were bubbling. I gather yeah. out of the water. So yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking about like like Alaskan. Like, yeah, like what if you went night? to Alaska in the fall, like, and it's definitely you getting do dark ask out. One of those guys that listen, what is, who's Fred Sharp? Who's the guy that listens to them up there? Fred. Yeah, for, that would be a question probably, for Fred Sharp. If he he's, that's that literally night. what he's up there studying right now. So I should just email him and ask. Think him. Think about it. If he listens to them at night. He knows their he, he I'm pretty sure he like knows their calls down to like when he knows yeah. they're gonna lunch. No, he know, does. Yeah. His, so it's like if he hears that call at night, he knows they're gonna lunch, but he won't know if they're doing bubble blast. So no, but they do I make a noise when they're bubble blasting because like some of them are bubble blasting and some of them are trumpeting at the same time. Dude, I had a mom and calf the other day when I had that crazy lunch feed close to the boat, and the mom goes like <laughs> surface. <laughs> And then the calf did it too. Oh, like, like she blew a raspberry? Like she fully like mimicked the mom. Yeah, it was funny. That's cute. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of mom calves, that's a good segue for this other paper that I have prepared. Landed. Nice. I love good segues. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is in nature. Let's see. I will pull it up. It is scientific reports and it was published... Where did it go? August of 2021. So fairly hot off the press here. It's allopatric humpback whales of differing generations share call types between foraging and wintering grounds. This paper is pretty detailed and I will admit that I was quite tired going through it. So here is my very brief recap. They took humpback whale calls from feeding grounds in the North Atlantic and the North Pacific. And they also took humpback whale calls from the Hawaiian Islands. And this is across many, many decades. There's like 80s and 2010s. And like, there's a lot of time going on between these. And they were able to distill like five call types that were universal kind of across all those, all that time and space. And they think that they, those calls could be some sort of like universal sound, like maybe it's like a building block sound that they make, 
and it serves an important role among humpbacks that they rearrange into different meanings. Mm. And so they think that the composition of those sounds or like the order of those sounds definitely relies on context. And they do think that those could be universal, important calls that have something to do with mediation of social interactions. So coordinating a group, mom and calf communication, feeding or breeding information, like for group interactions specific to those locations, but you're still hearing the same call type just used in a different context. So kind of interesting, like you can use, and they said these five call types you could definitely use as humpback whale repertoire, like reference information. So if you're like picking up weird sounds on a hydrophone and you hear one of those, you can be like, this is definitively a humpback whale call because no matter where you are in the world, you may hear one of those five sounds. That's crazy. So. Do you think there's another species on this or another group of animals on this planet as complex as cetacea besides homo sapiens? Other primates. But do yeah. they have these intricacies that cetaceans have? I mean, they have a lot of nonverbal intricacies that we don't see in cetaceans. I know, but like when you talk about language, right, and how language can portray a sense of intelligence, mm -hmm. like besides humans, I mean, I guess birds sing to each other and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, and I think birds are a lot smarter than people. Give them well, and birds have, bird, some species of birds like even have adjectives. Yeah, you should check out, I don't know if you read The Genius of Birds, but that's a really good, mm -hmm. very quick read book on bird intelligence. Also, Beyond um, Words by Carl Safina is another good one. And he talks about elephants and yeah, so. even like prairie dogs have adjectives. Like they'll say I, a, a, yeah, a male true. in a blue shirt walked by and then another person will walk by, like another male will walk by in a green shirt and they'll be like, a male in a green shirt walked by. <laughs> it's just like, I, I, I wonder, like you were saying, you know, how just the aspect of how sound travels and is, you know, comprehended in the water, how, how that changes, you know, the complexities of being able to, of having to communicate in the ocean, you know, just yeah. like how, how that changes things. I'm sure it's just, it vastly complicates things, right? So you have to be able to, to compensate for that. Well, what if they hear those sounds that they're making differently than we hear them too? Oh, I oh, thousand absolutely. percent think they do because their ears yeah. are meant to be saturated in water. Yeah. Whereas ours. Well, that's are what not. I'm saying, right? Like we we say humpback whales have what you say five different calls or noises, right, or whatever. At least that yeah, remains sure, stable. I'm, yeah. To them, to them, that could be a hundred different. And they can do a couple you know, of different once. different connotations. Mm -hmm. yep. or and they can make two or... completely different sounds at the same time. Oh God, I love whales. What the heck, dude? Why can't I just take one, miniaturize it and shove it in my pocket? Later more mini mammals. Adam, whoa, whoa, you just told people my business? <laughs> you don't want me to go on a mini mammal rant. Oh, no, we don't have time for that today. <laughs> um, Adam, I want to tell you something about my passenger today. I forgot and I know it'll make you happy. So he went out with Silver Shark Adventures. Mm. oh my boy really a, a what, couple, what, what trip what trip did he do a couple times 
Um, he did the Bahia de Los Angeles. He went and saw like blue whales, fin whales, and wow, sperm whales awesome. or something. And then he did. They took him over to do the gray whales too. Yeah, so I'm trying to do that trip in February. Charlie's gonna. Hook I guess me he's up booked back. for like three years. He's or booked. Like he's that. booked for like three years, but he's like, so, he's like, hey, bro, like if you want to come, just freaking let me know. And I'm like, oh. That, that guy told to me go. that he booked a trip, and I forget what he said the dates were, but he said there's like two people that can't go. And so, oh, really? yeah, I was like, well, I'll bring my wife, but if she doesn't want to go, my boy, I don't probably want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I'm going, I think I'm going to do it in this February. I think, cause I love the, I love the idea of going to Bahia de Los Angeles for three or four days and spending the other three or four days doing gray whales because dude, like BDLA, yeah. BDLA is like crazy. My friend was just there and she was literally staring a false killer whale in the face as it was like echolocating and like looking and like turning and so epic. So cool. Cray cray. We should, oh, we should do that. We should we should rent out Charlie for a whaler's trip. Well, yeah, in the future. Epic. That would be so cool. But in the meantime, we're gonna do whale oh, trip sorry. in October. <laughs> Yes, we are. 12 spots left. Come on, people. Come hang out Join with us. Join us. It's going to, I'm so excited. Caitlin sounded so tired. It's freaking literally. Join at us. Night. It's, it's like midnight. literally one in the morning. It's there. midnight. 12, yeah, midnight. And she's like, Join us. <laughs> Let's end this. Die. Let's end this so Caitlin can go to sleep. What's our, uh, what's our whale of the week? Ooh, that's mm. a tough one. We talked a lot. We talked about a lot of different whales today. Northern right whale, dolphins. Make it short beak common dolphin. Ooh, short beak common. Wow. But it was all about humpbacks. Yeah, well, humpbacks get the limelight every day in our podcast. I mean, that's, that's true. true. They're the most well, sperm whales. We talked about we talked about sperm whales a little bit. Short beak common dolphin. Okay, short beak common dolphins. Um. Yeah. Thanks, Adam. So how much. weird is it? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, oh, my turn. Okay. Adam, how oh, weird is it that you gosh. saw Rizzo's in comments today and I saw Rizzo's in comments today? That's super weird because Whoa, you don't see him that very. <laughs> well, it's funny. It it's actually cool because it's the opposite. You don't see Rizzo's that often, and you don't see comments that often. Yeah, and why did we have like ten? Where the, the hell's the rest they got of the family at? <laughs> <laughs> they got lost. They probably got distracted by the the, the dolphins with no dorsal fin. They're like, ah, like, what are these things? <laughs> I've never seen one before. It's not a sea lion. They're like, we're going back to San Clemente Island. <laughs> I can't handle this. This is too weird up here. It's too cold. Yeah. All right. They're like, maybe it froze off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're frostbitten dolphins. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it, especially if you made it this far into the podcast. Yes. Um, if you're not this following is the part us, where on, we get loopy. If yeah. you're not following us on social media, it's at whale nerds on basically everything. Our website, though, is thewhalenerds.com. Um, you can find more information about our trip, our podcast, um, about us, and all sorts of good information on there. And uh, thank you to our recent donor to our film project, and then also our new patron ah. on Patreon. So we really appreciate Debbie. your support, and um, welcome to the Whale Nerds VIP section, I would say, on Patreon. <laughs> we really appreciate your support because without your contributions every month we would not be able to make this podcast happen so thank you so much if you want to join on patreon it's patreon.com slash whale nerds and there's even a tier that's only a dollar a month 
But if you don't have a dollar a month, you could also just subscribe or rate or review the podcast somewhere that also helps us uh, get more listeners and reach more people. So yeah, thanks. Thanks Thank for you. listening, y'all. Good night. Almost good morning on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> get Goodbye. some sleep. Bye.